Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. This is Megan. And I know we've been uh MIA for a while. Um speaking of which we'll probably talk about that later as well. Um but well, I have we perfectly good excuses. Uh, I know if you pay attention to our Instagram, you saw that I was um uh went under the knife, as they say. Yeah, sir. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I talked about it before in different episodes and stuff like that, but I had a uh, term it, uh, umbilical cord hernia. Mm-hmm. And I said the hernia behind my umbilical cord, basically making my any belly button and outie belly button. Yeah. Um, weird looking. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for all those outer, outer, outer belly button people. Yeah. No. Um. <laughs> no, because it, like, it looked like an Audi, but it wasn't like an Audi. Like, you knew something was wrong. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't know how it, sorry, how it happened. I know it showed up a few months, and I thought, well, it'll go back in. It didn't. It it, yeah. it gradually got worse, and then to a point where it's like, ah, well, got health insurance. Might as well you know, look at it. The best way to describe it is, like, for all any, like, moms out there, it's like when you were getting like close to the end of your pregnancy your belly button starts kind of like popping out yeah that's what it kind of looked like it reminded me of anyway <laughs> um just to give a vivid image a little bit for those listeners so I went to the doc he uh said oh yeah this is bad you get fixed so um put a date and then I remember it was a few weeks out, and I was talking to Mike, another member of our paranormal team, and he's he's gone through many surgeries. Hernia-type surgeries. Yeah. And he said uh, one of the times that every time he's under, being under an, an, an anesthesia, anesthesia. Uh, being under anesthesia, it basically puts you in the ultimate meditation mode to travel if mm-hmm. you are keen to it. And he used every single one of his surgeries. To talk to our spirit guides, to commune, to figure things out, to get better messages and all that. Mm-hmm. So my goal was to go under and see if I can talk to my, uh, uh, not so my spirit guide, but, all right, let's put a pause on that story point right there and go back a little bit before. Um, a little bit before, um, I don't know how much people believe into it or not, it's besides the point right now. Um, I had a, a past life reading. We talked about it in one of the episodes. Mm-hmm. And one of the times I was a Cheyenne uh, native. Mm-hmm. You know, my past lives, say early 1800s, no, yeah, early 1800s, uh, late 1700s. Um, I had a grandfather in that time who passed on the spirit warrior uh, title to me. What that entitled, I'm I guessing on, but essentially I was a protector in the spiritual realm for my tribe. Um, and that's, I suspected where my ability came from. Um, if this is your first episode, uh, sorry, there's a lot of stuff that you really have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> um, further past episodes, it look at everything on the Shadow Walker, kind of explains my ability in, in, yeah. in a good fold. Anyway, um, my suspicion was that's where my ability came from. So, um, me and Megan were talking about that one day, and then the spirit of my grandfather from that time, Showed up at our house. Uh, and Megan was getting messages from him, but we couldn't communicate that strongly. So, back to what I was saying before. My hope is under the knife in my anesthesia state of mind, excuse me, um, I will try to commune with him. Talk to him. Get, get any kind of information when I can't whatsoever from him. Excuse me. Um, and, I don't know, get a name at least, you know, 
what is this called? Because one of the things we asked them when Megan was talking, trying to commune with him is, is what is this ability called? Is it called the Shadow Walker? And he said, no, that's not what it's called. Yeah, no. And even like research I've done, technically it's not, well, I don't know. <sighs> the only thing that I ever saw that was remotely close to your bitty. Bitty? Yeah, bitty. Your ability is, I think they call it like psychopomp, but it's, it's different. Like it, it's not entirely your ability, but that's the closest because apparently there's another psychic type of ability that's known as like a shadow walker. Um, but, but then also your ability kind of details a little bit about a shadow walker. So it's like, I don't know, a bunch of different, uh, Aspect. parts yeah. together it's weird um so well, i guess if anyone's ever had surgery before and have been put on anesthesia you might have had different experiencings for me but the one thing i remember the most is the fact that yeah there was no countdown from 10 where they put you in the gas and whatever like no no i was in the surgical room and all of a sudden they say they heard talking and i remember closing my eyes and then waking up in the in my my uh my what was it my my my, my uh my patient room um and i was coming out of it and i was like oh sir you're i was such a you went fine you're coming out of anesthesia you're gonna be a little tired i'm like i just blinked and it's already over they said i was in there for an hour and a half yeah going through the surgery and everything went fine you're good and stuff like that bring your wife in i'm like no and i don't remember the conversation i had with him i know i did i know i, I spoke to him i know i had a conversation and this is this is where I need the help of any people who listen to our show uh, that are native, who speak Algonquin, who, who know native terminology, who probably even know native stories. The name that was given to me of what I am or what this ability is, uh, this is what he said to me. You are Ashwatakanta, the Reaper of Souls. Ashwatakanta, the Reaper of Souls. That is what he said to me. And that's what I told Megan. When I was coming out of it. All oh, that was that half was half one. awake, and as I, I I turned to Megan, I said, "Ashwakanta, Ashwakanta, that is my name." Yeah. yeah, and that's all I can remember saying. Wait, you... okay, what? Sorry, what? <laughs> no, because it's crazy. I gotta go back because when we got because I got my past lives read, mm-hmm. Isaac got his past lives read by um someone super special. Um, her name is V, and if you don't know, she has a uh, paranormal podcast called life paranormal would be highly recommend checking her out she's very very good at what she does and um she's pretty much the only like the only outside psychic i kind of go to read me i trust her and so um you know with any kind of psychic you know trust is important um so i get readings from her um and she did a past life for me, and it all clicked. Like, even little things, like, I never, like, I couldn't understand why I was obsessed with as a kid, or whatever, whatever. And the past lives that she pulled, I never told her any of this information. But the past life she pulled was insane. Um, And she normally gives you about two to three that you need to basically learn from. And at the time, the three that she picked was 100% exactly the lessons that I needed to learn. Um. Yes, Ashwatakanta. Yeah, but he. Uh, it almost sounded like Ashwatakanda, but with a T at the end, so Ashwatakanta. 
Um, that's that's uh, what he said. Now, granted, I'm probably saying it wrong because I don't speak other Guanquin or anything like that language yeah. of native Cheyenne time that would have been in yeah. the early 1800s. Um, but that's what he said. You are Ashwara Kanton, the Reaper of Souls. What I was going to say. I was like, what? What I was going to yeah. say what? is that I think that she had some sort of name with an A like that. Yeah. One of my, my past readings, she said she thought she had an A name. And she couldn't figure it out. She so. probably couldn't say it. Maybe we should do an episode. Maybe we could ask her if she would be okay with us, like, releasing the the recordings. <laughs> maybe we could do, like, where we, like, let you guys hear the past lives and chime in kind of, like, our opinions of what we got from it. Just to get a perspective about past lives and, like, past life readings and stuff. Oh, yeah, if you want. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Uh, I have to ask her and see how she's, you know, if she's down for it, if she's okay with us releasing, because it's basically <laughs> her recording. Um, so it might be, you know, like a vulnerable situation for her. But let me um, ask her, and then maybe you guys will get, maybe even as a bonus episode one week, too. That'd yeah. Be cool. But that's the information I found, or at least I got from my elder, or my grandfather at the time, and that of that era. Um, of existence, and there probably was more to the conversation. Like I said, I don't remember because it literally was a. I blinked and woke up in the same eye closing, eye opening. I just woke up tired and stuff like that. And then my uh, my abs were sore for a good almost week. Uh, I literally couldn't bend over to put my socks on. Yeah. Um, and I was just I was in that kind of state, from getting uh, from bed and um, going to my chair. Um. That's what I did majority of the time because I couldn't do anything else. And so, well, yesterday, today, um, actually, I'm starting to move around more. Or I, it doesn't hurt anymore, but I also kept picking up over 20 pounds. So I got to let it heal. Yeah. But um, no, we should be able to do this more. So we're back in a sense like that. Yeah. Um. So you know how I always talk about hospitals too. I actually believe it or not, didn't get it. It wasn't too. I don't know if it was because I was functioning off two hours of sleep but i actually didn't get any terrible like normally i get like a lot of anxiety in a hospital the only thing that i saw and this like freaked me out was uh to get to like surgery the elevator and i don't like elevators to begin with I don't, like a past life i died or what i don't know who knows anyways um but i don't like elevators anyways so we went in and as we were going in, I saw this black, like, tall shadow, like, where you press the buttons. That's the only thing, thankfully, I saw. Because I was getting ready. I was like, this is going to be a wild ride. Not only for Isaac, but for me. Because, like, it was like, I haven't, you know, like, I've never been in a hot. And it's been a long time since I was in a hospital with my abilities, like, in tune. Mm-hmm. So... Was- yeah, I didn't really feel much while we were in there. Nothing really yeah. came at us. It was, it was pretty. It was pretty calm. I'm guessing like spirit guides and angels and stuff like that were more so all around. So it wasn't, you know, too intense. Um, but on to today's episode uh, that we promised two weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is all about an idea I had or theory that. Witchcraft, um, forms of ancient, um, let's say, technology has been lost through time. And it was used, you know, way before recorded history yeah. as a, a form of technology. But we forgot about it 
and now see it as a primitive form of technology when it's been far more advanced, but we still haven't been able to use it properly. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's my theory is that witchcraft and stuff like that is used. And even religious symbols of the past are forms of technology. Now, this idea was not, it's not new. It's kind of what Assassin's Creed, the whole storyline, if you ever played the game series, is kind of based on. It's that ancient gods had these powerful forms of technology that were seen as magic because of what they did. Right? Yeah. Um, cause you know, one of the things that I recently, uh, saw on was, um, how, because we all know the theory that vibration and stuff like that with the earth and then with people and stuff like that, people always talk when the vibe is off. Now we use that mm-hmm. term, but vibrations usually indicate and can use to figure stuff out. Like the right vibrations can heal people. The right vibrations can lift and form anti-gravity technology. That's one theory of how the pyramids were built is they use like music to move, move stuff. Um, but it also comes in tune with, um, say lightning or pulling down and, and causing using uh, molecules on a subatomic level or just like that. But the idea that was postponed is that the staffs that Moses, that Jesus, that um, who was some other guys use, right? Oh, some uh, other guy. <laughs> try to think. Um, Different people have used staffs in the yeah. past that have been seen as magical, right? Yeah. Like how they, how Moses turned his staff to a snake and stuff like that, and yeah. how he parted the sea, right? That might have been an old form of technology. That yeah. staff might have had uh, access to vibrations that would allow him to manipulate, let's say, the water to split in half for a period of time, or call down lightning or stuff like that, right? Um, I was reading, I was like, uh. It's possible, but when you think about different forms of witchcraft that have been used to do this and do that, um, people by people who are not psychics, mm-hmm. right, who have no psychic ability, have no in, say, or in tune to the ether, um, they're still able to perform things. Sometimes take time. Sometimes they're very fast. Sometimes give a direct answer. It all depends. Um, and a lot of witchcraft today, used by average people. Right, who don't know what they're doing, is use a form of protection. Yeah. I.e., um, we call it. Uh, what was that stick you burn smoke? Palisanto. The stick you burn. Oh, with smoke. then there we go. Palisanto. No. Okay. How do they say in a stick you burn with smoke and you get palisanto? No, because that is an actual thing. Like people listening <laughs> that know their stuff. No. Palisanto sounds like a pasta. No. <laughs> Isaac, mm. no, it's, it's a, it's, I think it's from South Africa, but it's like sage. Not everyone would call it that. I'm talking Palo sage and it's incense. Palo Santo. Yeah. A lot everyone that. would call it sage. No, because it's different than sage. It's a little like wood. Everyone piece. uses sage. A lot of people use the sage. Yeah. yeah and I've also, never. Palo Santo is a, like a lot of people use it. A lot of people use it. I would say it's almost on par with sage. You took a poll, and people, people knew probably, what, no, yeah, people yeah. know more what sage is versus Palo Santo. If you show them Palo Santo, yeah, they go, I, don't know. No, I, I don't know what that is. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, okay. But yes, they use sage incense. Oh, I was gonna, sorry, I was gonna say sage. Okay, sage incense is kind of they like, just kind of change the mood and vibe in a room. Yeah, sage is actually used to cleanse, cleanse yeah. and protect, right? Which leads to the idea. What is smoke? 
burning from a certain kind of abundant plant had to do with protection, or at least pushing away spirits. Like, oh. how how does it a certain smell? That's like certain herbs too, because like you get like you can even there. I mean, you don't have to just burn sage. You could burn rosemary. You could burn. I think lavender was also on there. Because um, like I myrrh is like my myrrh is my favorite protectant herb, and uh, uh, which one? Myrrh and um, which they actually use that for exorcisms. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, which is interesting. You think like like you're saying, how are certain smells and certain herbs like things in a, on a theory on that? Um, it, it might be premature or not, but things that are made from the earth. I.e. stones even, right? Yeah, crystals. Certain ones can um, repel darkness because the energy that it holds, the energy from the earth, which if you boil it down to a lot of stuff is just made of essence of energy and how one energy can manipulate the other, mm-hmm. i.e. even magnets are the most proven uh, form of energy that we have is how the negative charge versus the positive charge can repel each other. Yeah. So if you use that same idea with plants, mm-hmm. with herbs with stones, a positive charge, positively charged object can repel a negatively charged object. <laughs> Trying to keep it very scientific at the same time. Yeah. But it makes sense that that if something is positively charged, it repels something that's negatively charged. Yeah. And things out there, dark-wise, that are negatively charged energies will be, be repelled by positively charged energies. And since myrrh, all that stuff, they, they have forms of positive charged thing, uh, energies in them. That were given from the earth that will repel when turned to smoke because smoke spreads faster. It seeps into the air versus a solid object. Yeah. Interesting. That's like, uh, too, even like salt. Like, I'm a big user of salt with protectant herbs in it to kind of create a barrier around the house. And then if you go to crystals, too, like black tourmaline, like, that is, that thing sucks negative energy. Like, it. I would have to say for me, from my experience, black tourmaline, I've seen it do the most damage in negative spots. Not most damage, most like repel, I should say. Yeah. 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 Oh, so the idea, too, that witchcraft and the paranormal has been used a lot is um, what I kind of was finding. Like, for instance, uh, necromancy. I don't know if anybody has heard of that, but it's normally, not all the time, but it's normally associated with darker magic, and it involves the communication with the dead, either by summoning spirits, apparitions, visions, or raising them bodily for the purpose of divination, imparting the means to foretell future events, discover hidden knowledge, um, to bring someone back from the dead, because the dead is a weapon. Now we've been, I didn't even know about necromancing before. Like I started paranormal. Heard about it every now and then, never knew fully what it was. I never knew either. And so we started going to these spots that actually, believe it or not, had a lot of that done. And we kept hearing necromancing over the spirit box. And I was like, what is that? Like, what is that? And so I looked it up and that's, that's what it said. So in basicness, it's taking human spirits. Um, that are around and using their their energy mm-hmm. to use as a power mm-hmm. source for whatever you want. So yeah. it's almost 
imprisoning human spirits, essentially, and using them as for your will. Yeah. Which, in all sense, is a bad thing. Yeah. Now, I know we, we said this before, but we have no problem with witchcraft and witches and stuff like that. Megan is a practitioner herself and light witchcraft and stuff like that. But, like all things that are out there, there are those who use it for evil and bad. Like, i.e. dark witches and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Who, will And use... I'm not talking, e- like, we're talking about, like, dark, dark, dark. Who use this for negative reasons. Yeah. Who summon demons to the plane for doing their bidding. To curse somebody because they looked at them wrong, or they they said a bad something bad about them, right? Those those witches, those are the ones that say so technically, if you ask any witch, to give them all a bad name. Yeah. Um, but all witchcraft was looked as bad by uh, people who didn't ever understood it. Yeah. So exactly. And these kind um, of witches didn't help the cause. Yeah. So. And it's even like a good example too is scrying. Scrying is using mirrors. There are people. That, you know, because basically you, it, it kind of gives you the ability to see into the future to kind of like get messages from the other side because mirrors are essentially portals. So you can almost get messages and get like psychic type messages through without having abilities. And, and, you know, depending on whoever's intentions are, that could be used for good or bad. So, you know, people just use it just as a form. Another form of reaching out and communicating to the other side, almost like seances too. Mm. Some, you know, peer investigators, ghost adventures have used seances. You know, they pull, you know, white witches onto their show to do seances to communicate to the other side. But then you have, you know, the darker side of things that they will describe for bad reasons. It's, um, you know, seances in a bad term, you know? Yeah. So, and that's you. When you go back to the settlement times, too, like, I think, I haven't done much research on it, but a theory I kind of got, like, you know, in the Salem witch trials and stuff like that, how they persecuted a lot of witches. I feel like, you know, they're probably what, no, they're probably, I don't know, because, you know, everyone likes to say witch, but, you know. I remember there's a there's a couple. Well, if you were just a smart woman back then, they would just be yeah, witch, stupid witch. And I think you know, like psychic abilities didn't just happen yesterday. Psychic abilities have been around a long time. So makes me think like if you were somebody back then that had psychic abilities, right? And you got your your good long term neighbor friend, you know, Maybell or something like that is going to die of a disease or or you're trying to help her and you get a message about it and you go tell her and it ends up happening. I mean, that could be terms for witch. You know, she knew what's going to happen. She cast a spell. So, I mean, crazy. Yes. But that brings me to my point, or the point of this whole episode yeah. in a sense like that, is that theory that magic, witchcraft, right, mm-hmm. is an old form of technology. They got lost through time. Yeah. And people today who practice it or trying to tap into that. Now, they don't see it as that. They don't see it as old form of thing. They see this as a connection to the earth, mm-hmm. making spells to the other side, using supernatural, mm-hmm. spiritual realm, all that. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in truth, it it's almost like you're hacking the energy around you to help your own cause, whether it be good or bad. Yeah. But that is essentially, when you think about it, what they're doing. And is is and we're not using it to the full extent. We're we're not we're we're you know caveman trying to trying to figure out Wi Fi in a sense like yeah. that. 
we're getting pretty close to the idea of what we're using and what we're doing for. There's a lot more stronger witches out there, stuff like that, who have probably a better idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's it it's it's going to take time and yeah. more understanding we have with this spiritual realm, stuff like that. The stronger we can get with it. Yeah. But um. Yeah, because when you think about, it, I feel like most um use of witchcraft today is protection um because obviously when you go paranormal investigating you need that extra protection like for instance um when we started going out we started and it's crazy because like i when we started paranormal investigating i did not even think about like tapping into like witchcraft and stuff like that i didn't even think about going that route but then i started looking at protection and salts which is like literally been around since like early settlement times on they used to use salt all the time to protect you look up even hocus pocus mentions the salt if you see her like remember uh what is her name what is the girl's name wait what and in, in hocus pocus the fee the allison there you go when allison they yeah i remember the, that yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm a hocus pocus fan anyways um, when the witches were there, she put this, the circle of salt mm-hmm. around her and Winifred goes, what's a clever little white witch because salt, you know, yeah. like, um, and that's like my choosing of protection. I use uh, crystals and salt. That's just what I, and obviously religious symbols to a degree. And, um, yeah, so like, that's a form of protecting and even knowing like protection herbs and stuff like that which is technically from witchcraft derived from witchcraft when i go to locations i'm more protected than when i didn't know anything about it like you know what i mean like i bring with me you know like i have a bracelet that that smells like myrrh and um like cedar wood which is grounding and protecting you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying Get my jazz. Yeah. Yeah. So even though like it's morphing into the paranormal world because that's a lot of the times what investigators are using now to protect themselves against darker locations and darker entities. Well, you're dealing with a lot of uh, spiritual things, especially uh, when it comes to dark entities and demons mm-hmm. and stuff like that out there. Yeah. And um, forms of witchcraft have been used to protect, right? Symbols, stones, salts, um, yeah. herbs, stuff like that. Things connect to the earth that can repel. Things like that, are, like I said before, that are negatively charged. Yeah. Um, how about a lot? I know um, voice commands mm-hmm. uh, tend to work as well. Uh, words spoken. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, certain words spoken in certain tones, right? They mm-hmm. can command things to do. Or command, what's the word I'm looking for? Command things from the ether, stuff like that, right? Even what I do, right? When I command uh, entities that I pull into my object that I have basically imprisoned a lot of dark entities, right? I don't want to say it's a form of witchcraft, but I'm commanding them into an object. Yeah. So am I using an old form of technology, essentially, when I do that by words? You got to think about when people talk about when you do spells and stuff, you got to say a certain rhyme or you got to say how and what you're, you're putting this onto and who against in what way, right? But you know, 
one thing I think too, and I've always said this is, oh, even when it comes to witchcraft, like the human mind, like we have such a limiting belief on the human mind. Like we think, like even with myself, you know, like getting more into my abilities and getting more into this, I always think like, okay, th- there's no way, you know, because society puts you in kind of like a box to think like that kind of stuff is not possible. It's just not. But the mind, oh, what's that movie, Lucy, where she's like has control of all of her brain, like the human mind? Mm-hmm. The human mind has capabilities beyond anybody's beliefs, but we don't tap into it enough. And I think witchcraft kind of like taps into a specific side of that, of your mind and how, because you got to think a lot of things, like everybody says, is an intent in your direction and your mind and your willpower on how you drive something. Like you could say, you know, something's going to protect you, but if you don't give intention and belief into it almost manifesting yeah 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 manifesting if you believe that like i i you know some people don't believe in that kind of stuff but i've seen it firsthand like my view has gone 180 degrees but in a positive way from what i was before um and to uh yeah sorry had a brain like drift i don't know what happened there you went somewhere yeah i went somewhere i don't know and then my thoughts got jumbled okay so like even going back there is an article that i found um that was talking about kind of like uncrossing shield guarding and defense magic which is kind of used today like with the paranormal in terms of um, you know, like protecting your house, protecting yourself when you're out. But I found some of these kind of interesting things that I thought were interesting. Um, so this article starts off by saying for thousands of years, protecting shielding rituals have served as an important function in magical belief systems worldwide. Um, they have been used to ensure safety, prosperity, good health, and positive outcomes since the dawn of history, which is true. Like even settlement times. Um, they used, I forgot what episode we talked about, but there was an episode where I talked about, um, they would put like symbols or they would do some, a certain thing in the fireplace to make sure things when evil spirits wouldn't come in. And this was like 17, 1600s. So, um, here are just some things that I kind of like found that I thought was interesting. Uh, one thing, oh, one, one concept that I've heard is that iron can keep spirits trapped like there is a there's a place one theory that i i remember reading on like a blog and like some somewhere in the interwebs um it was that there's this haunted location and there was an iron gate all the way around right and they were saying that that was why spirits certain spirits were trapped in in the area and couldn't leave was because of the iron gate now, I don't know what, I haven't done much research as to what, like, iron is, like, what, why it could trap something. But, um, on here, one of the things they were saying for protection is take an iron railroad spike and hang it on the inside of the door. Um, and eat, or you could put one in each corner of your home and it's supposed to be protectant. Which is interesting. Um. Makes me, uh, uh, wish I would have took that 
iron steak that we found. Uh, one of the hot locations we went to. Yeah, I think it was one of the roads. Yeah. Um, a traditional northern European amulet. Um, there, so amulets, so any kind of necklace that you could wear to amulet can ward off evil. Um, so that was one thing that they were saying, like carnelian stones or beads have been used as protection. Um, so anybody that wears crystals, you know, like when we go on investigations, we wear crystal bracelets. Um, yeah, necklaces, stuff like that. And then, obviously, salt. Um, if anybody has ever heard of black salt, that is considered the most powerful. Um, they were saying that there's so many ways that you could use utilize salts as protection. Like, for me, I mix in protection herbs. So, like, rosemary, lavender, rose, um, and stuff like that. I have never made black salt, even though I've heard from other psychics, other witches, other paranormal investigators, that that's very, very, very effective. So, um, I have to look more into it. Apparently black salt though is like the ashes from the incense. And I've also heard from other people that it's also something else, but that's the most common thing I've seen. Like when they say like how you can make your own black salt is by using the ashes from incense. So if you burn like myrrh incense or dragon's blood incense and you use that ash and you put that into you know, your salts, it's obviously it's going to make it black black salt so mm. interesting um and of course you know like herbs like uh dried bay leaves and sage and um rosemary and stuff like that so yeah well even candles even candles have been used you know like now you have protection candles with crystals and herbs and stuff like that in it so yeah Interesting. <laughs> no. Um, funny, I thought this episode would be longer. Yeah. But. I think we covered it. I think it's like. Well, we talked about bits and pieces throughout every single yeah. episode. But I, I just wanted to basically give the idea and the theory to hear from you. And it's like that, that when we talk about different witchcraft that we use and different kind of spells and stuff like that when it comes to that is. I always thought about it as a theory of ancient technology or ancient way of the access. It's almost like hacking the the ether. It's almost hacking the the spiritual realm, the higher dimension, right? Because yeah. if the theory is that we were created by higher dimensional beings, right, whether you be the Anunnaki or gods or whatever like that that did it, they were higher dimensional beings than us. And to use even a smidgen of what they can do all the time is our form of technology, which is witchcraft. It's us trying to access that and use just a little bit to yeah. get things done that we want to get done of how they can manipulate time and space very, excuse me, very easily. Yeah. And we, I guess we always wanted access to that as well as, as, as humans and stuff like that. Like, like you said, we have so much more potential to access the other side. Yeah. And we could do it in more ways uh, than say meditation and stuff like that. There's other ways to do it, i.e. witchcraft. Because it is, my theory anyway, a form of ancient technology that's been lost in time. Because if you look at it, it can also use ways to, you can use it to trace people back to certain places. You mm-hmm. can, um, I don't say hack into information and find stuff out, but uh, you can use it to ask questions and get different answers from the other side. When people use tarot cards, I'm saying, what do you consider your favorite form of witchcraft for this? Looks like that. 
a lot of a lot of psychics we're throwing bones and throwing runes. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people would consider that witchcraft is more on the light, obviously on the lighter side. Obviously, you seek information. Yeah, um, yeah, that would technically be a form of witchcraft because most psychics that kind of portray themselves as like witches will use tarot. Like me, I don't. Me personally, I don't like tarot, but. Throwing ruins has always um, kind of intrigued me. Laura, who was on um, on one of the guest episodes, she does a lot of quantum healing stuff. Um, she was the one mentioning because I was telling her that ruins have been like my like I that's the thing I've been drawn to the most, even like to protect myself. I think I would pick wearing protection ruins over wearing crystals if I had to for myself. But, um, but yeah, throwing ruins, I didn't even know that was a thing until she told me about it. Mm. So. But, um, yeah, so we want to give that to you, explain things, what's going on, yeah. uh, give you theories on this. Um, next week's episode. Ooh, the next couple episodes, guys, are Ooh. And we promise to be on time. Yes, we're going to be on time. Um, and next more week? active on social media, too. Thanks. Uh, next episode, I uh, gave the idea to Megan, yeah. and something I heard about that I've always kind of didn't really know much about, but after looking into, it, I'm like, we need to talk about this. Yeah. Um, the Watchers. Now, this goes farther than Christian belief when it comes to angels and stuff like that. The Watchers go older than that. Okay. Um, and essentially, there were beings that existed, but well, on Earth, but came to Earth in a sense of watching humanity. But I don't want to give too much away. Yeah. Uh, if you heard anything on the Watchers and stuff like that, you uh, heard different things, and I just, I just want to find out more and talk about them because they seem extremely interesting. But that's next week's episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. And that was technically our haunted update in the beginning. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if, it, back to what I was saying. If, if in the beginning, if we have any native listeners and stuff like that that know what I was saying. At least know the gravity of, of what that name means. Please, I implore, contact us. Yeah. Right. Or at least if you know somebody who could figure that out for us, contact us. Yeah. And I definitely be on it as far as like trying to see if we could, re- like, I'll talk to and see if she's comfortable with us releasing the readings that she did. Um, so you guys can kind of see like what a past life reading is like. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, we'll play the audio for you and then put our two cents in. Like, you know, what? Because, like, mine tie into a lot of obsessions, things that I kind of did as a kid, which is mind-blowing. Yeah. So. As always, guys, you can catch our social media on Instagram at Hidden in Shadows Podcast. Uh, on Twitter, Hidden in the Shadows 6. On TikTok, at Hidden in the Podcast 2. Um, or links to all our social media and all ways to listen to us at hiddenshadowspodcast.com. What's our links to our merch store where you can uh, pick up a shirt or so? Um, well, guys, uh, we're getting back to it. So, yeah. We'll catch your widows in the next one. Yep. <laughs>